It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Drop pass, Dreisel to McDavid down the middle, wrist shot, score. Connor McDavid, just like that. Center pass, one timer, score. Hat trick, James Steele, his second of the year, and here comes the head. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. So here's how it's been going at West Edmonton Mall. I'm set up at the end of Bourbon Street right in front of the Aldo. And just off to my left is where Oscar Kleffbaum and Gaetan Haas are signing autographs. About 15 minutes ago, a young gentleman came up to our location here. I'm guessing, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. And he, he, he said, I'm wondering if you can tell me where Zach Cassie is signing autographs. Well, I didn't know off the top of my head. So I said, well, I'll look it up for you. So I'm, I'm going on, on the laptop to the Oilers signing page for West Edmonton Mall, which has uh, the map where all the players are located. And uh, as I'm looking it up, this, this young man is uh, standing there. And I'm, I'm saying, oh, so how are you doing? And he's like, good. And I'm like, oh, you're a big Cassian fan. And he points back at a couple of buddies lingering behind him. He goes, well, actually, my buddy's a big Cassian fan, wants to meet him. And I said, oh, that's, that's cool. I said, you, you, you go to a lot of Oilers games? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah I do, actually. I was like... Oh, that's cool. Oh, and then I said to him, yeah, I work for 630 Ched. My name's Brian Hall. And he just kind of looked at me and politely nodded. So if you're a teacher or a, uh, you know, a parent of this, this young man and he tells you that he met Brian Hall at West Edmonton Mall, that's, that's why. That's the story behind that. He, he seemed quite unmoved by the experience. My name is Reed Wilkins, by the way. I am a colleague of Brian Hall's, and it's a pleasure to join you tonight from one of Edmonton's most famous landmarks, good old West Edmonton Mall. In the NHL tonight, the Capitals and the Canadians are tied 1-1 early in the second period. Late in the first, Devils up 1-0 on the Senators. Just underway in Nashville are the Maple Leafs and the Predators. Just underway in Dallas are the Lightning and the Stars. Later on tonight, the Blues and the Canucks and the Ducks and the Sharks. The Blues are going to be here in Edmonton to face the Oilers on Friday. The Blues play in Calgary tomorrow. And then Flames and Oilers, the big rematch. The first game since the Cassian-Kachuk incident that resulted in Cassian's two-game suspension. That's Wednesday night at Rogers Place. Of course, we have it for you here on 6.30, Ched. The face-off show will start at 6, and the game will start at uh, 8. We will have some uh, some levity and some fun tonight from West Edmonton Mall as uh, as we're here for the uh, well, we're here for the Oilers practice earlier, the autograph session going on from 6 to 8. But, of course, we will, we will reflect on a very tragic story as we move through the evening as well. Kobe Bryant, one of the all-time greats in the NBA, killed yesterday in a helicopter crash. We'll, we'll uh, have two or three guests centering 
uh, centered on Kobe Bryant, his impact on the game, what he was like as a player, as a human being. And in about 25 minutes, uh, a really great guest to talk about that, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Grunwald will check in. He's currently the president and CEO of Canada Basketball and, of course, the former general manager of the Toronto Raptors, uh, kind of through the first part of Kobe's career with the Los Angeles Lakers. So Glenn will have uh, a great perspective on Kobe Bryant and uh, what he has meant to the league and to the game itself. Uh, obviously just a, a, you know, a larger-than-life figure, and I, and I think I'll ask Glenn this as well. And in Canada, we, we love hockey, but even some of the greatest hockey players really aren't known, in some cases even outside of Canada, in a lot of cases maybe outside of Canada, the United States, and perhaps some European countries that, that follow the sport. I, I, I would think if as big as Connor McDavid is, uh, I, I, I'm guessing there are dozens of countries in the world that if you said Connor, they wouldn't necessarily know who you're talking about. Whereas in Canada, if you said, did you see what Connor did last night? They would know. Kobe was a one-name athlete and around the world. And uh, obviously uh, an explosive scorer, an incredibly competitive human being. And maybe for him, as great as he was as a basketball player, maybe even the best was yet to come for Kobe Bryant. In his post-basketball career, well-publicized, he won an Oscar for a short film that he was involved in. He was uh, a huge proponent of, of women's sports, and uh, you've probably heard the, the story, heard the clip of him on Jimmy Kimmel about his daughter maybe playing in the WNBA someday and how competitive and driven she was in the sport of basketball, how supportive he was of her and, and women's sports in general, and having an athlete of that magnitude throw his, his weight behind female sports, I, I, I think, is, is very important as well. So Glenn Grunrod will check in uh, at about 6.35 for a little bit more on Kobe Bryant. All right, so the Oilers practicing today uh, at West Edmonton Mall. Uh, I mean, fans five, six deep ringing the, the, the hockey rink, a great opportunity to see a practice. A, a, I would say a slightly non-traditional practice probably a little more skating and a little more wide open than you usually might see in a practice they did a shootout drill at the end the captain Connor McDavid on today's practice I mean definitely uh, definitely come here every so often um, but uh, yeah it's fun today it's fun for the fans and uh, it was fun to be out there was it just sounded different felt different trying to do drills and hear coach and all that yeah well it's obviously different in here um, you know it's, it's hot in here the ice isn't very good but uh, you know we, we made uh, we made do uh, with it and uh, try to have a little fun. Does it ever surprise you how many fans come out to something like this? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, but I guess it's a, you know, it's an experience and, and uh, it's fun for them. Um, you know, so uh, we try to enjoy it as well. Connor, there's no question how much this team means to this community. But why is it so important to kind of get out and give them a showcase like this every once in a while? Well, it's important because they, they show up every night for us. So um, you got to throw them a bone every once in a while and, and do stuff like this and get out in the community and and uh, and. Uh, come here if I absolutely need to come here but uh, um, you know it's definitely a, a fun place uh, you know if I have buddies here or something like that maybe come and, and spend an afternoon doing something here so um, you know, there's definitely lots to do. You know if you ever wonder if these athletes grow up in other towns and sometimes spend their summers away from Edmonton but if you ever wonder if they actually become true Edmontonians I think Connor McDavid in that clip nailed it absolutely nailed it that he's become a true Edmontonian. How many of you have said that about West Edmonton Mall? I only go there if I absolutely have to. 
That's what I'm like. <laughs> I'm here for work today. I have to be here. Am I coming here on a Monday night? Probably not. Now, I know for some of you, this is your neighborhood mall if you live in the West End. Other parts of the city, maybe you're not venturing out here that much. So I love that from Connor McDavid. I only come here if I absolutely have to. But uh, they, they put on a good show today at practice. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl was asked uh, how often he visits. I've played here for six years or five years. I've been in the mall, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've been here once or twice, yeah. But I've never skated here, so it was obviously fun. Uh, I think a lot of fun for the fans. and. Uh, you know, they get to see us uh, practice up close, so that uh, yeah, was nice. Does it ever surprise you how many fans come out to things like this? Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, I mean, it just shows you, um, you know, how loyal they are and how how much they, they love the Oilers, you know. It's, uh, it's fun to be around, fun to be a part of, and um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. All right, that is uh, Leon Dreisettle, and we'll hear some comments from him a little bit later on as well about being paired uh, or being on a team with Matthew Kachuk at the All-Star game over the weekend. Uh, by the way, the, the All-Star skills competition on Friday night, I watched. I pretty much watched all of the skills competition, which is rare for me. I didn't get to see much of the games on Saturday. I had a, had a friend's birthday, so the TV was on in the background a little bit, but I wasn't watching. But I actually sat and watched some of the skills you know fastest skater great mcdavid didn't quite win i enjoy the the hardest shot that's kind of the you know the macho get your testosterone going see who can just pound that puck type event so it's kind of got that going for it um i don't know what else they had like i've already forgotten i enjoyed the three-on-three women's game I, i thought that was very entertaining i thought that was excellent the nhl included the 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 best women's players in the world in that way Canada the United States great rivalry I thought that was an entertaining game I enjoyed that and then they did the thing where they shot the puck out of the stands I, I, they gave it some name I don't know the giggity the giggity boo so they do the giggity boo that was one of the worst things I've ever seen at an all-star game in my life and that's a pretty long list of bad things at all-star games that was like that was unbelievably terrible and then, you know, Brett Hall comes out as the celebrity shooter and almost shot it into the stands on the right-hand side. And there, as some guys hit that arch target in the middle, but it went in too high or curved in the round side. So it's like this difficult shot, and then they didn't count it. And they, and they, they had like 35 players shooting. Okay, it wasn't 35 players, but it, it went on way too long. Hopefully that doesn't come back next year or they seriously modify it. But that was, as the kids say, that was ungood. And I think that was the last event. Like, what, what a way to cap off the Friday night at the skills. Oh, what'd you see at the skills? I don't know, like they went up in the stands and shot orange pucks at like the arch. I, I don't know. They should have had the celebrity coaches do it. Like Jenna Fisher and John Hamm shooting, that would have been probably more entertaining. All right. Anyway, we're at West Edmonton Mall. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum and Gaetan Haas signing autographs just to my uh, left here. I, I spoke to a gentleman named Graham, uh, Graham in a Clefbaum jersey waiting for an autograph. Well, 
Graham, you got the Clef Bomb jersey, so you're obviously in the right line. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've been wanting to meet him for a while, so glad I got the opportunity tonight. How come you like him so much? Yeah. Oh, you know, like everybody, you know, cheers for McDavid and Dry and Drysidle, and I always respect D-Man, so I always, I was always, I love his game too. Just a slap slapper, so yeah, I got his jersey. Did you go to watch the practice as well? No, I didn't. I got here at about four o'clock, just just in time, so I could get in line. So you've been waiting in line a couple hours before it starts moving then? Yeah, I figured I'd hopefully get to meet him if I came early enough. Good, good. What do you think of the team this year? I mean, it's been kind of up and down, but up lately? Yeah, I think that if we uh, keep the momentum going, they're going to make the playoffs. Like, you know, we got we got the scorers, we got the defenders, we got we got some goalies now. I think that I think we could go to the playoffs and, and make it happen. All right, that's Graham, who I think by now should have his uh, cleft bomb autograph. Pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of they they kind of put me behind a curtain. That's how that's how it goes. That's how it goes in the in the life of Reed Wilkins. You can go do your show in a public place, but we're gonna put a curtain in front of you so as as, as few people can see you as possible. <laughs> so if you're coming to the location I described and you can't see me. Just start peeking behind curtains, under rocks, behind signs, and I, I might be there. I, I am at the end of Bourbon Street. There's an Aldo. There's an SJP. Oh, that's a Sarah Jessica Parker store. That's interesting. I wonder what she's up to these days. What was that show she was in? Was that Sex in the City? It's kind of a naughty show, wasn't it? Uh, there's a Levi's store. Oh, I'm right behind. What's this kiosk? I'm right by the Mobile Care kiosk. They apparently fix phones. Look, ah, it looks like a little bit of a shady outfit, actually. Anyway, you can text or call 780-496-0063. Jim says, Reed, that was called the Shooting Stars. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Uh, Rob says, uh, hi, Reed. I also agree that was one of the worst things I've ever seen at an All-Star game. Absolutely terrible. And uh, Mark in the Deer says, years later and the puck tracker still sucks. How do we get rid of that rubbish once and for all? The fact that they are supposed to introduce this in the playoffs will limit the amount that I watch. Yeah, they did use a puck tracker for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it didn't do, didn't do much for me. But they're going to do more of the player tracking and puck velocity and player velocity. That might be more interesting than actually having the little glowing comet behind the puck for sure. All right, 780-496-0063 to call or text. Live from West Edmonton Mall tonight for Inside Sports, we'll get an injury update from Matt Benning. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, thanks to Dave Campbell for doing the show last week while I took a little bit of time off and read a book. It's pretty rewarding. Oilers and Flames coming up on Wednesday, 8 o'clock start time at Rogers Place. Our face-off show will begin at 6 as the Oilers will get back at it. Flames Wednesday, Blues Friday, and then Flames again on Saturday. Going to be fun. 780-496-0063. We have Nick standing by. Nick, thank you very much for calling. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, Reed. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, I, was, I was actually watching the All-Star All -Star, uh, competition as well, and I did watch that dipsy-doodle thing, whatever it was called, where they shot it out of the stands. 
And I think that's a really cool concept, but whoever designed the the point system and the targets, uh, they failed big time. But this concept of it's really cool. But, yeah, I really hope it doesn't return in that format ever again as well. Yeah, I'll grant you that because when they first were setting it up and the players were going into the crowd, I thought it had some potential. But I, I just think they should make the net at the far end worth 20 points and then you have a bunch it. of targets in the neutral zone that you can't miss, so you always get something. Because too many shots just resulted in in no points. And to me, 100%. that's not very fun. I thought they should do uh, like a five-net system where you got the net at the other end, uh, you got a net at either blue end off to the sides, and you got a couple of nets at center ice off to the sides. So that way you have five targets to shoot at. Everyone knows what the targets are worth, right? And if you miss, well, you're missing a net, so everyone knows you missed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good idea. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Reed. That is Nick at 780-496-0063. We also have Richard standing by. Richard, appreciate you calling. Go ahead. Hey, Reed, thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Um, just following up with the puck tracker. and um, I mean, yeah, okay, obviously it's been hashed out. They've tried this before with the Fox puck in the 90s. And, yep. And it's, it's nice that they, they get the heads up. Hey, yeah, we're going to, like, fans, we're going to be doing this moving forward. But where do they... You know, like who's the, the the people they survey that say, yeah, this is a, a good idea. You know, like this is something we want to do. Uh, <laughs> That's a really I'm good sure question. the feedback is going to be coming fast and furious about it's just this is not a good idea. It's been tried before, and it's not just traditionalist, but it is distracting. And one of your previous callers had said something of if they do it the playoffs, I'm going to watch less. And I think there's something we said about that. You know, if your team is in, and you're going to just grin and bear it. And, and suffer through it but for the casual fans say as an Oilers fan and our team doesn't make the playoffs very often I would if the Oilers weren't playing in the playoffs I probably wouldn't watch as much either it's it's just it wow. needs to wait well that that well that's a strong comment if it would even discourage you from watching your favorite team and you, you Richard you made a very good point there that I get asked a lot as someone in the media by fans where people will say, who, who did the NHL consult about this? Like, you know, it's like some of the rules and the video challenges and some of the things that happen in the rink. Sometimes we are left shaking our heads by the league a little bit. I do like the direction they're going, though, to, to just give you something else to watch for the casual fans. But the, the speed trackers of the players, like, that's pretty interesting. But we just don't need to have video game bobbles over their heads during the gameplay and stuff like that. But just a, a little something in the corner saying that, you know, McDavid's going 42 right. kilometers an hour. That'd be that, interesting. That'd be a little more interesting. Richard, thanks for listening, man. Enjoy this week of games coming up. Okay, thanks again. All right, that is uh, Richard. Hey, Kellen, do we have time to get the – let's get – can we quickly go to the Matt Benning uh, injury update? Here's Benning on his time in Bakersfield and how he's – Yeah, it just kind of took it slow. I mean, it's just kind of a serious thing. But, uh, you know, what? I've felt felt great for a long time now. And uh, it's one thing to feel good. And it's another thing to be uh, back in, in game shape. And uh, I think that's uh, – that was the main reason for, for being there. So I was thankful uh, to go down and, and play some minutes down there. Is it just encouraging because that's just one step closer now? Yeah, I think the last thing you want is, is is to be nervous going back. If you're nervous, then you're then you're putting yourself in a tough spot, and, and then you can get injured again and that sort of thing. But um, you know what? I, 
had great, I had good confidence going down and, and playing. And uh, the coaching staff down there was awesome. The players were awesome. Um, and had a good time. Uh, fitness was all good and everything. Yeah, everything was good. I mean, these guys here make sure that uh, you're you're dialed in and and that sort of thing. And. Uh, I don't think you can ever be in, in game game shape unless until you play games and I think that that was the best thing for me is to go down there and play games and I mean I played some some good good minute nights um, uh, more than I than I would play here so I, I know I'm ready all right Matt Benning looks good to go against Calgary on Wednesday night we will remember Kobe Bryant with Glenn Brunwald former GM of the Toronto Raptors when we get back Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, back at it in the NHL. Capitals lead the Canadians 2-1 late in the second period. Start of the second frame, Devils and Senators tied 1-1. Five minutes left in the first. Maple Leafs up 2-1 on Nashville. Lightning and Stars scoreless. Late in the first period. Coming up later, Blues and Canucks, Ducks and Sharks. The Oilers practice today at the Ice Palace here at West Edmonton Mall. And we're doing inside sports from the mall tonight. I'm at the end of Bourbon Street, right by the Aldo Shoe Store. Clefbaum and Haas are signing autographs right to my left. Pretty good uh, lineup there. A lot of people happy to meet those two players as uh, the Oilers will practice tomorrow at Rogers Place. Morning skate, Wednesday game. Wednesday night against the Calgary Flames face-off show at 6 here on 6.30, Chad, and the game will start at 8. We will uh, shift our focus here to a very tragic story for the world of sports. Kobe Bryant killed yesterday in a helicopter crash where there's Captain Connor McDavid. Oh, I never got to meet him, but uh, I remember going to uh, um, my first year in the NHL was his last year in the NBA, and, uh, and uh, I was in Bakersfield rehabbing my shoulder, and we drove down and saw a game, and, and it was pretty special to, to see a game in his uh, in his final year as a, as an NBA player. And obviously, he's done so much for for that sport and for that league. And um, you know, it's obviously a, a huge tragedy. I mean, um, well, there's not much else to say. I mean, it's just it's so sad, and, and uh, obviously thinking about um, his family and everyone affected. All right, so that's that's Connor McDavid. A little bit on Kobe Bryant there. Got to see him play in Kobe's uh, final year in the NBA. And I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports a gentleman who was uh, a general manager of the Toronto Raptors while Kobe was playing. He's now in charge of Canada basketball. It is Glenn Grunwald. Glenn, thanks for joining us again. I wish it was under happier circumstances, but welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Yeah, hi, Reed. I'm doing well. I uh, just uh, wish it was better too, but uh, a sad day in the sporting world. Yeah, as you as you sort of saw the news yesterday, and and you and you tried to to process it, Glenn. Can you just sort of tell us what was going through your mind and going through your heart? Well, it, it seemed like he was taken uh, too soon. Like uh, he was just starting his post playing career and was off to a really great start. He was being a great father to his daughters and to his wife. Uh, he was doing a lot of mentoring of NBA players. He was 
had his own Mamba Basketball Academy where a lot of youth were were training and and he started on his uh, you know entertainment career. He, he won an Oscar already in 2018 for a short film about his life in basketball, Dear Basketball. And you know I I, I do think that uh, you know we 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 witnessed an awesome basketball career, but I do think there was more to his life that he was going to accomplish. And I'm sorry to say we won't we won't know what that is now. I just played the clip from Connor McDavid, and I, I said in the first half hour of the show, Glenn, we're very lucky here in Edmonton. Connor McDavid plays for the Oilers. And in Canada, and maybe parts of the United States, maybe some European countries, you might say, did you see Connor's goal? And people would know who you're talking about. But it's a lot of the world, the name Connor in that context might not mean anything. If you said Kobe almost anywhere in the world, though, he was at that point. He wasn't just a one-name athlete in his sport. He was a, a one-name athlete internationally. How was he able to do that? Because to me, that's something that you don't just do through the force of your play. You also have to be able to do that through the force of your personality. Yeah, that's true. And, and he, well, he played in a major market, and he was very successful there, right? So five NBA championships and MVP. He also participated in the Olympics. He won two gold medals with the, the U.S., so that helped to spread uh, not only his brand, but, but the growth of the game of basketball across the world. And I, I was told by someone that he's still the most popular athlete in, in China. Uh, so that is really an amazing accomplishment. And I, and I think you're right. His, his presence, the aura that he carried himself with when he was playing basketball translated to all those people that, that watched the games and understood that, that he was a special athlete and, and was going to do special things and and i think that that sort of uh resonated across the world yeah that's that that's a great way to put that glenn you you know you've been around basketball all your life and as a general manager of the raptors and and in your role with basketball canada or whatever you've done basketball related you know the players that make the top level are are ultra competitive and you know i i'm lucky enough to cover the nhl and you know, even if you're a fourth liner on an NHL team, you're ultra competitive and you're ultra prepared. How how did Kobe separate himself even in that alpha male environment where everybody's wired to win and wired to work hard and do all those things? How did he even separate himself in, in that world? Well, I think he was, uh, you know, incredibly hard worker. He set the bar, I think, for the work ethic of NBA players that other other players are still trying to reach. And and I also think he's very intelligent, and he approached it in an intelligent fashion. So, the 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 intelligent approach, the ultra competitiveness, and uh, and a, and a real desire to to never give in, really contributed to that. And and maybe in in some sense, although he won five NBA championships, and maybe he, sometimes he was too competitive. He drove away some some other players and maybe other players that uh, didn't have quite the same uh, uh, demeanor weren't able to play with him. You know, most notably, the, the breakup between him and Shaquille O'Neal with the Lakers uh, probably ended what, uh, what could have been a much longer dynasty. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Obviously, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, you're more involved in that, in that world, but I almost feel from an outside, he and Shaq, their relationship improved once they weren't teammates. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, I think they had two different approaches to the game, uh, and 
and uh, Kobe wasn't uh, able to tolerate uh, Shaq's uh, more laissez-faire approach, let's say. One of his most famous games was against the, the, the Raptors. Uh, I, I think that was a year or two after you'd, uh, you and the Raptors had, had parted ways, but the game in 2006 where he scored 81 points and uh, the Lakers won 122-104. And I know hearing a lot of clips from that game, a lot of people have said, you know, it wasn't a blowout. Like, Kobe needed most of those points uh, along the way. I, I don't know if you're – got to ask you, though. I mean, you tell you, he took 46 shots. He took 13 three-pointers. And like I said, he's, he scored 81 points. Just, uh, I mean, a remarkable performance that he's he's going to be remembered for. Yeah, and as much as his skill was reflected in that, it was, again, his will to uh, to keep the team going and to do what needed to be done to, to win the game and, and to, to score all those points. It was was amazing. And In fact, in his last game that he ever played, uh, he scored 60 points. Uh, so that kind of speaks to his approach down to the very last game in which he played. Glenn Grunwald joining us on Inside Sports tonight. He's the president and CEO of Basketball Canada, and he joins us to reflect a little bit, uh, a little bit on Kobe Bryant. You know, was he? How, how did you game plan against him? You know, like again to reference McDavid, I hear other coaches say, "Well, we're probably not going to stop him, but hopefully we could we could limit him." From your experience with NBA coaches and in that world, was that the attitude with with Kobe because he was such a prolific scorer? You, you just hoped you weren't the team he scored 45 on. Yeah, he, he really had uh, a little weaknesses when he on his offensive game uh, in particular. Maybe maybe sometimes you wish he would maybe make his first one or two three point attempts, and then he maybe wouldn't attack the basket so much as 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 he could have and uh, uh, get a lot of people into foul trouble. So uh, now there was no great way of approaching it, but uh, you know I think uh, he he was a player that was going to get his points and and uh, you know he was you know this maybe sometimes he took. Two too many shots to get those points. Uh, maybe he could have passed a bit more, uh, but uh, you know, again, you're trying the game plan against the whole team, and 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 it was difficult, certainly, to stop Kobe, and, and no matter what, because there really was no no weakness. He had a lo- you know long range game. He could take the ball to the basket, and his mid range game was very strong, as well. You referenced how he's still the most popular athlete in China four years, almost four years after he played his his final game and and everything he was attempting to do and working on post-basketball career. Glenn, in your experience, does it take a certain type of personality to not just be a great player, but to absorb and carry all the responsibilities away from the court that that go with that? I mean, Charles Barkley once had the famous line was, I don't don't play to be anybody's role model or or whatever it was. Does it take the different type of personalities say I, I, I just am going to accept that I'm in the spotlight 24 hours a day and everything I do is scrutinized and, and all that kind of stuff yeah I, I think he was a very focused individual and, and because of that I think the the amount of public acclaim and fandom and celebrity maybe didn't bother him as much as it w- would have because he was so focused on his craft and on becoming as good a basketball player he he could be and and driving his team to to victory. So he was, like I said, very much focused, and and I think that allowed him to really uh, not get caught up in a lot of the trappings of of celebrity that that happens so much in the world of sports. 
Well, Glenn, you know, it's it's sad to talk about it. We're certainly uh, getting a lot of variety of, uh, of memories coming in from around the basketball world. I mean, I spend an hour, uh, you know, watching SC with Jay and Dan last night, and it was just full clips, the Twitter videos, the yeah. players posting their own videos, and all that type of thing. And it's 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 amazing too. I mean, we got a we got a defensive back for the Edmonton Eskimos who wears number twenty four be, because of Kobe. I mean, it's it's amazing how he he transcended basketball and and so many athletes. You know, a lot of them younger than him, but in a variety of different sports, wear eight, wear twenty four, or tried to be as competitive as him. Yeah, it's amazing to see the the impact this this death has had, and uh, I, I didn't probably realize it either until you. You see it how, how, you know, there are so many 24 recognitions in the game of basketball and people wearing that number and eights. And, and it, it's kind of hard to believe that, that his impact was, was so great. And I think it's, it's, like you said earlier, it's people trying to process something that doesn't really make sense. It seemed like he was uh, uh, not, not so mortal that, uh, that he would... Uh, continue to go and be strong and 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 keep making an impact in whatever endeavor he was pursuing so it it doesn't seem to make sense and i think people are are like i said having trouble to process that and and accept that that this tragedy did in fact happen yeah well glenn we, we appreciate you know your memories and your perspective on his life and and career, he's uh, you know he's one of the all-time greats, regardless of what happened yesterday or when we would have lost him. So thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Uh, again, we'll talk again soon and uh, uh, on a different topic for sure. But thanks for checking okay. in tonight. All right, thank you, Reed. That is Glenn Grunwald tonight on uh, Inside Sports, President and CEO of Canada Basketball and former GM of the uh, Toronto Raptors. Kobe Bryant, uh, a special player, a special talent. And, uh, you know, an interesting person. Uh, you know, I'm going to read this text. Uh, hey, Reed, aren't you going to mention about that time Kobe Bryant raped somebody? Well, uh, Kobe Bryant was accused of sexual assault. Uh, that case was eventually dropped by prosecutors. And uh, that, you know what? That's we got to look at a guy's life in full. That's definitely part of Kobe Bryant's life. It's certainly not. Uh, a pleasant thing to talk about. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't know what went through Kobe Bryant's head. I don't know exactly how he, he dealt with that. Uh, you know, clearly there was a, a, you know, a young lady involved, and that was obviously not something that, uh, you know, she's probably going to have a different recollection of, of, of Kobe Bryant. But that is, that is part of his story. Uh, I don't think we should ignore that. But having said that, I don't think we should ignore what he did, certainly as, as an athlete. And there are a lot of athletes that we judge based on what they do on the court, on the ice, or on the field, simply because what they do in that environment is pretty special. And uh, again, I think you have to recognize Bryant, his relationship with his daughters, and what he was doing for women's sports and, and attempting to do as well. So, you know, fair comment for that texture. You wanted that brought up. It's been... It's been brought up, but I think there are a lot of positive things to remember about this player and this person as well. It is 6.48. It's Inside Sports on 6.30 Chet. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chet. Oscar Clefbaum just a few feet away from me here at West Edmonton Mall signing autographs. 
Oilers autograph session going on until 6 o'clock. I uh, just had a uh, young man who did his practicum at uh, Chet a few months ago drop by and stay high, and he got Leon Dreisaitl's autograph. So everybody is paired up, uh, except Archibald, Yamamoto, and Bear are all together, and Dreisaitl and McDavid are, are by themselves. And uh, the young man I just talked to said he lined up at 3.30 this afternoon and was able to get Dreisaitl's autograph. Apparently the person, the first person in line for Dreisaitl's autograph lined up at 6 a.m. Because, I, because I, there, are, there are some uh, different rules for, uh, for Connor and Leon because they're, they're so popular. I think they're uh, limited to uh, 400 people signing. So a lot of autographs. And uh, like I said, we got Oscar Kleffbaum and Gaetan Haas right behind me. If you're dropping by the ball tonight uh, to get an autograph, you can say hi as well. We're at the end of Bourbon Street by the Aldo. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'll find a Northern Chicken gift certificate for you. <laughs> Why not? I, ho- I hope I have them now, Angie. Can you imagine if I didn't have any? That would be embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> a reminder that... Some guests on Inside Sports will indeed get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classics spun with a modern twist. Uh, great to have Glenn Grunwald on the show for his perspective of Kobe Bryant, who we uh, lost yesterday. We'll have a little bit more on uh, Kobe later on in the show. Between 7 and 7.30 tonight, because we are at the mall, we're, we're going to have a young man on the show who is a West Edmonton Mall historian, and he doesn't work for the mall. He does this on his own time. He has a website called Best Edmonton Mall, and he does YouTube videos and writes blogs about the mall. And I I watched a video he did this morning about the submarines, and so we're going to get to his story. I I think that's really cool that he does that, but that's also one of those things where I want to ask him, why would you do that in your free time? You could do a lot of things in your free time. You know, quiet reflection. Uh, you know, enter into a romance with a young lady. Um, you know, p- play uh, play lock and chase on your television. Those are a bunch of things you could do. And those are just three things you could do in your free time. I could think of many more. He keeps a history of West Edmonton Mall. But it is interesting. It, it, the, the, the city's relationship with this mall is really funny. And I, I posted, a, 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 you heard Connor say it earlier, and how many of you have said this, I only go to the mall when I absolutely have to. No, there are some people who are here every day, or a lot, even if they don't work here. And especially, I suppose, if you live in this in this part of town. But there are so many things with this mall where, did you ever ride the submarines? The fire-breathing dragon. They used to be uh, the cinemas there. I guess that's in phase four. The, the peacocks that were here, the whale's mouth, which I think actually used to be right around where we are right now, but it's, it's, I think it's now it's moved somewhere else. It, you know, the, the, the roller coaster, the tragedy on the roller coaster we all remember. Actually, some people probably don't remember that, but I think that's why uh, Matthew Duchek is his name. I think that's why he started doing this, because you might tell somebody there was a fire-breathing dragon in the mall, and some people might not believe you. So he's keeping a little bit of a history of that, which is pretty cool. The Oilers did practice today. 
they practiced yesterday, and even though they just played in the All-Star game on Saturday night, Drysaddle McDavid were out on the ice yesterday afternoon at Rogers Place. They didn't speak to the media yesterday. They did come out today. Drysaddle was asked about being a teammate with Matthew Kachuk in St. Louis. It doesn't change much. I mean, you know, I think the All-Star game, that's not the time to, um, you know, get into fights or you know, start anything that, that just doesn't need to happen there. And, and you know, both of them, they were great. Um, I'm sure they'll say the same thing about us. Um, you know, it was fun. It was fun to be around them. But obviously, when comes Wednesday, you know, there's two teams playing against each other um, that have a rivalry and, and um, you know, that doesn't don't, don't necessarily like each other. So um, that'll be played out on the ice. All right, a little bit there from... Leon Dreisaitl, and I did see that moment on Saturday where Kachuk set him up with a pretty nice pass, and there was a, uh, <laughs> there was no hug or high five. I think Dreisaitl kind of sheepishly smiled as they went to the bench. This is going to be, this is going to be fun on Saturday because Matthew Kachuk, I I think from certainly the reaction Rob and I get after games and Oilers fans I talk to. He's now the most hated opponent by Oilers fans. For a lot of years, it was probably Kessler. Um, who else could you throw in there? Perry, maybe Bieksa, I don't know. Cert certainly Perry would be up there. Uh, but now it's all Kachuk, and it's even more beautiful from a rivalry perspective that he plays for the Calgary Flames and that they're so close in the standings, that this is legitimate hatred. And this is this is a team that the Oilers are competing with. With, uh, you know, if it was using Corey Perry's example for Anaheim, well, that was a team that was far superior for the Oilers for several years and demonstrated it almost every time they played. Well, now you have the Oilers and the Flames going head-to-head and they're, they're very close in the standings. That's what makes this even better coming up on Wednesday night. We will take a quick timeout for the 7 o'clock news. We'll update the NHL scoreboard when we get back. And a guy who spends his free time looking into the history of Westhead. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.